We don't have a brand that says all front desk clerks will check you in this way and all housekeepers will check you in. That's what a global brand does. If you love a concert and you're 21 years old and they're coming to Red Rocks, I better find a way to give you that time off. Does that really happen? You darn right it does. And if it doesn't happen, they don't stay. I think we're students of life, right? I mean, we, um, you know, I don't know if my culture started in a place called a hotel. My culture started at a place called home with my parents. And uh, they created values and uh, also created the notion of independence and that their children will grow. It's the same thing we're doing in the business. This is the Proco 360 podcast for people who love Colorado and love hearing from Colorado's most inventive and successful entrepreneurs. I'm Dave Tabor, and in this episode, I look forward to exploring an industry I don't know that much about because I've never wanted to work that hard, and that's the hotel business. I bartended, and I did that pretty well, but... I tried waiting tables and I lasted one and a half shifts. So running a collection of properties and doing it well and consistently just baffles me. So today we're going to explore that with Tom Lurson, president of Coral Tree Hospitality. It's a relatively new collection that includes resort hotels, residential resorts, and Magnolia hotels, about 66 all totaled and growing. Coral Tree is winning best places to work awards. And I want to explore with Tom how it's possible to be in this business, one that seems so demanding and still have a great culture. Tom, glad you're here with me on Proco 360. Oh, thank you, Dave. I'm very excited to spend some time with you today. You know, I gave a quick overview of Coral Tree. I'm sure you can do a much better one. I don't know. You did a pretty good one there. I like your story of your uh, early days of bartending oh, God. as well. I, I was a great bartender, and then I tried because I saw wait staff made so much more money than I did. I tried to do that, and no. Yeah, that's called a frustrated bar back. That's oh, what is I that was, what it was is. the yeah, bar yeah. back. He yeah. says, I want to make the money like the bartenders. Yeah. Uh, in essence, Coral Tree Hospitality is a management company that manages uh, unique hotels, unique and customized resorts, and residential resorts around the United States. We're family-owned, uh, based here in um, Inglewood, and very excited to uh, talk about what we've been doing over the last five years. Our real focus is to create unique experiences for our guests and to do something very, very special. Yeah. Now, you know, most of the people I speak, actually everybody I speak with is all about Colorado and listeners, if you hear it, Tom's from Kentucky, right? (laughs) It is that uh, twang. It's uh, trying to be a culture twang that's been, you know, being enculturated for here in uh, Colorado. But uh, I've been here for a long time. I've been working in Denver for the last 25 years and I have uh, been flying in and out of here for longer than that. Yeah. I just love it here. Good. Well, before we dive into it, what I really want to talk to is around operating culture. I'm confused about the whole hospitality industry. So I was hoping I could pin you down on a couple of things. This whole difference between like a management company, a property owner, a property flag, multiple brands that are held by a company. Is a customer supposed to understand or care about any of this? Or how does that all come together? Yeah, it's a great question because sometimes it seems so simple and Gosh, over the last 50 years or so, it's become so complicated because of the different um, segments of the business. You know, there is the place that is luxury, like a, a easy to say a Four Seasons Resort or a select service hotel that's a roadside while you're traveling in a vehicle somewhere with family vacation and all those things in between. And then you introduce now in the last decade or two 
uh, things like Airbnb and Vacasa. So very, you know, unique business to be in. Our niche is not to be everything to everybody. We just find that when businesses try to do that, they lose their core competency. So we focus in the upper upscale luxury experience, the consumer, the guest who comes to our hotels and resorts. They hardly ever know about Coral Tree. Uh, you won't see our name. We're a quiet, we're a B2B brand, a business to business brand. So the capital markets know about Coral Tree, but our focus is that you know about the name of our hotels and our resorts. So you'll know about Terranea, or you'll know about Magnolia, or you'll know about the Hotel Eddie and Golden, and you might not know Coral Tree's there. So that's a little bit different than a lot of other companies. Is that okay with you? We, it's my preference. I think huh. it makes our focus in on the right things. The focus is on taking the product, making it special, the guests that want to come there. And if we do a good job, they keep coming back. This isn't about marketing Coral Tree hospitality. So the idea for you isn't even to build a brand. Well, it maybe it is, but within the B2B space, not for the consumer to understand, but for your, the owners, property owners to understand. You're spot on. That's exactly what we're trying to do. We want those owners that own hotels and resorts or own residents that they want an operator to come in and manage, they'll go out and search for specialists to manage their businesses. We want them to find us. But the consumer, the Tom and Stacy who are going to fly yeah, into yeah. Denver for a weekend, they'll likely never see Coral Tree. If they become a preferred customer of ours, they'll eventually ask the bartender, hey, who manages this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it here. Do you have other hotels? That'll lead to a conversation, but that's not our marketing or our business strategy. All right. Well, that helps to clear up, you know, what I was curious about. So now I want to dive into some of the cultural aspects because ultimately, I mean, really this episode came together because my friend Danny Stern, who works for you at uh, Coral Tree and I were actually having a beer recently and he's like, oh my God, I told my prior employer that if Coral Tree ever called, if Tom ever called, I was going to quit. And sure enough, you called him and sure enough, he quit. And it was because he talked about the culture. And so that's what I want to talk about. Every company brags about their awesome culture. So how can you talk about it in a way that is different? Uh, it's, I'd like to say it's easy. At first, I want to say thanks, Danny. Um, <laughs> and I, I got to coach him on you know, what he should say to a current employer or not about leaving them to come work for us. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really thrilled. He's, he's a perfect example of the type of leader and executive we want in our company. So thanks for that acknowledgement. I appreciate him and he's doing a great job for us. You know, what difference differentiates us, I think, beyond the expected answers of... You can't say it's our people. You cannot yeah, say it's our people. It, it, it's not. It's our business model. Our, our business model, start, it starts with that. Exactly what we just talked about. We're not. We want individuality. Uh, what we do at the Hotel Eddie in Golden is different than what we do at the Hotel Polaris in Colorado Springs or what's different than what we do at Magnolia. Um, so we don't have a brand that says all front desk clerks will check you in this way and all housekeepers will check you in. That's what a global brand does. It's not what we do. We customize our thinking. So the first is to find someone um, through those behavioral skills that likes that flexibility and that entrepreneurial approach. A lot of that is the ability to think on their feet, to make decisions, to be empowered, to have autonomy. So it really starts there. Then it's how do you bring that hospitality spirit out of them uh, in a way that you live the behaviors. I, I'd rather not tell people what our culture is 
I'd rather our customers customer tell us what they think it is but what they experienced. And the good news is 51 years later, we think we've found something that works for us. And it's really centered on this whole topic. Well, I want to ask you some specific questions about that. But first, I want to I mean, I've seen pictures of your properties. I'll go visit sometime. Please. And there, some of them are big. And you can't run these without process. So there's got to be a continuum between process on one end and employee individuality and initiative on the other end. How do you think about that? Um, it's how I live. My view is that not to be confused that we're not a brand and a, therefore we don't have standards. What we have is standards at the property level. Um, so every Hotel Polaris, which is a large new hotel being built at the uh, grounds of the United States Air Force Academy, um, opening in October, it's going to have a very process-minded approach to business led by the on-site executives on how to um, deliver great service, on how to have a great menu that's designed appropriately for our customer base. The key there is that it's an entrepreneurial, decentralized philosophy so we're going to hire the right leaders who have that business acumen, who then can build a culture that is based around the values of our company. And um, it's hard to do in a business where the greater growth in hospitality has been all around brands. It's harder and harder today to find somebody who's an entrepreneur. So it sounds like, depending on the property, like somebody who's really successful as a GM at a property in one scenario might not be as or at least not a fit, right, at another property. Exactly correct. I think uh, I'm envious of some of the global brands. So sometimes when I speak, it may sound like I'm against the brands, but I think the brands are wonderful. The Four Seasons of the World, if you've been with Four Seasons Hotels for 40 years, you know, congratulations on a wonderful career. But you're likely not going to come work to a coral tree because Four Seasons have standards, the beds that are in Hong Kong at Four Seasons and in London and in Denver, Colorado, are all the same beds. The furnishings are the same. The menus are the same. The marketing strategies are the same because they're a brand. The leaders who ran that business had a lot of resources that did that work. And ours, you have to be more of an entrepreneur. You have to do that at the property level. Um, and so likely, if you were so accustomed to those resources, you wouldn't yeah. be successful in our business. So does that make it, I mean, I would think that one of the reasons they all have the same beds and the same furniture yeah, standards, but also economies of scale. So does that make your margins challenged? Yeah, and I think in our business, it's less about, um, you know, procurement and buying power on goods. Uh, certainly there's some advantages that even for the big brands, it's more about the expectation. A McDonald's, Big Mac in Hong Kong is the same as Denver, right? You, you know, and there's a customer that loves that. Yeah. Um, in ours, our customer is a little different. The customer is more adventurous. Says, look, mm -hmm. I want to yeah. come to Denver and come to a great football game, but I want to hang out downtown. I want to go to a unique experience, not just one I can get anywhere. That's where we kind of customize. Yeah. And the margins yeah. are generally the same if you've learned how to fine-tune the operating engine. And I think we our margins, frankly, outperform the big brands. Because? Because the big brands charge you franchise fees. Huh, yeah, and we yeah. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. 
You're listening to ProCo 360, named Best Colorado Business Podcast the last three years. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the podcast for people who love Colorado and the stories of Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs. My guest today is Tom Lurson, president of Coral Tree Hospitality. Thanks to our sponsors, Kinsley Meetings. Kinsley Meetings is ProCo 360's longest-running sponsor. The business is growing based on a great reputation for planning and conducting meetings with lots of variables all over the world. And Tom, if you don't know them, I'll connect you. No, I love them. Uh, yeah, they're great. <laughs> also, Via Technologies, thanks for hosting ProCo 360 and all the great help your team gives me around managing the website, making changes, all that stuff. And Colorado Biz Magazine, our partnership is one of building our audiences together. Go to ProCo360.com and check out the sponsors. Okay, Tom, this is one question that it baffles me, and I alluded to it earlier, and that's the idea that to me, the hospitality industry seems, any in hot jobs seem like brutally hard. I know people in it and they seem to work endless hours. And you talk, I mean, it really seems like inconvenience of family. You can't have a normal family. This is my perception. And yet one of your values at Coral Tree is life balance. How can you run a hotel effectively, taking care of everything a customer wants, whenever they want it, and still let your people have life balance? Uh, well, first, it's a necessity that you do that in order to have the right talent. So it's not an option in our view um, to not have balance. And balance isn't the old, um, you know, mathematical equation of equilibrium. Balance is constant calibration. It may be that this month we're crazy busy and we're going to have to work our extra hours. Next month we might be in a seasonal swing and we can work less. But um, that's very important for us. The other thing is that the, the consumer or maybe the layman sometimes thinks that a hotel is made up of housekeepers, front desk, and bartenders. What they forget is there's a lot of professional roles inside our businesses. We have finance teams um, that are accountants and finance majors. We have marketeers um, who are working more of the professional week, as it's known, yeah, that yeah. Monday to Friday. We've also, um, you know, clearly the advent of remote, um, you know, operations, being able to do your job anywhere in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm referring really, you know, I'm referring to the people who are on site, on demand, when a customer needs them. Yeah, so I think you're speaking more of the bartender and the front desk. And, and the housekeeping. Group, the housekeeper and, and the valet. Conference and services, yeah, bellmen. And right, like, right. Um, you know, same thing. Uh, the diversification of the employment status, for example. Uh, I'll take a lot of part-time work help. Hmm. Uh, as opposed to full-time. I have a lot of early retirees who love to play golf. Hmm. And so what do we do? We pay them a small wage, candidly, but we give them free access to golf. They're not working for, um, you know, compensation. They're working for getting out of the house and networking with friends and maybe the amenity. Yeah. We yeah. have to be creative there. And then at the end of the day, it's how we value people. And all, you know, it can be a common phrase, but you know, do we really care about you? If you're, if you love a concert and you're 21 years old and they're coming to Red Rocks, I better find a way to give you that time off. Does that really happen? You, you darn right it does. And if it doesn't happen, they don't stay. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the, the manager and it's not the general manager. It's the front desk supervisor. It's the people that are doing yeah. schedule. Yeah. Personal relationship says, you work hard for me. I'll find ways to make sure you make your school conference or you make the concert. And yeah. it has to work that way. Is that really different from the way other big name properties have to operate and do operate? I think so. Um, we have a lot more agility 
Um, we have the ability to be more personable, uh, to, to know our team member more. If you're working in bigger places, you're in rotation. In order to get your payroll to be as efficient as possible, you may be a bellman on Monday, a valet parker on Tuesday, and a front desk clerk on, on Wednesday. That's not the case for us. We're working really hard to put people in jobs where they can be happy. And when they're happy, they perform the best. Yeah. yeah. And not rotating so much. So as a result, you create personal relationship. Our offices, uh, this office where we're talking today, and the majority of our team members have been here somewhere between 15 and 25 years. Wow. Highly unusual in our business. Yeah. Now, is your culture here, because you were one of the founders of Coral Tree, correct? Yes, Yes, sir. Is your culture something you built consciously, or is it just because of who you are, Tom, the leader, that it just fell into place to match your style? I think, um, frankly, contrarily, I think the uh, culture existed with this ownership. It's a family-owned business. It's been in business 50 years. So they start the foundation. Then they find, as I try to find leaders today, that fit the parameters of our culture. You know, I don't think you start a business and say, I'm just going to go out and collect revenue and manage expenses and create profit with not a methodology on in our business. I have no tangible real estates. I'm just a service company. Yeah, yeah. So that very intentional, and it's like my marriage to my beautiful bride, um, 38 years later, every day I've got to be getting better, right? It's a constant learning. Oh, if we talk about that battle, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a few years less than you. And uh, yeah, I tell, my, I tell my kids, like, it is a forever It's a forever thing. It's yeah, effort. That's yeah, the way culture yeah. is in the yeah. workplace, though, right? It is forever. It doesn't start and stop. You think it's like a marriage with your employees? Oh, I think it's maybe a stretch of the word. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a marriage. That makes it feel a little bit too um, sacramental or however you want to phrase it. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, true. You know, it's certainly a meaningful relationship. Yeah, and, and one that you want to continue to work on and absolutely. grow. Absolutely. Hmm. A fact of your story of Danny Stern, who was in a senior, you know, C-suite executive, who says, I, I want to go back to Coral Tree, probably didn't mention any of our names, but he mentioned our culture. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, that's, that's unique. Do you have people who have bounced around property to property, came to Coral Tree, and then like, wow, I want to stay? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, I, Danny Stern, I mean, yeah, I'll just use yeah. that. But, you know, here in this office, uh, there's at least 20, 25 people that have been in our business. Our business mm-hmm. is more yeah. known for the ability that if you wanted to move up, you needed to move out mm-hmm. and go to a different yeah, company. Yeah. So if you can be in an environment like ours that you can stay in and have career trajectory create some compensation gains for your life and your family right. and have fun doing it and be successful. That's one of our unique, you know, unusual things. Yeah. So you got to keep growing Absolutely. to do that, yeah. to, supply, to create opportunity. So now talking about creating opportunity, you started at the low ranks of the hospitality industry and you grew. And as you grew, you became a property manager and then increased your responsibility. So do you think your perception of culture evolved as you did that or me? Because you always dream of like, when I have my own business, I'm going to run it this way. But it, as you had incremental growth in your jobs, like, did you kind of bring some of that with you? Or did you wait till you were like CEO and then you could do what you wanted? Like, how did that evolve? I think we're students of life, right? I mean, we, um, you know, I don't know if my culture started in a place called a hotel. My culture started at a place called home with my parents and uh, they created values and uh, also created the notion of independence and that their children will grow. 
It's the same thing we're doing in the business. I think every day I'm learning something else. We're not hiring many me's around here. We're trying to hire people that complement our overall strategies and together we're a stronger team. So I think we're always learning about culture, what we've done in the last, you know, four years since this thing called pandemic, Mm, you know, we've adjusted and those that didn't are left behind. So it's constant. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask one more question about culture and then I kind of want to move, I mean, we'll kind of move on to some other things, but I always think that as a small company, as an entrepreneurial company, as a fledgling, it's easy to create culture and to build on it. And then as it scales, it just almost entropy sort of happens and it's really hard to keep culture. How do you think about that? What do you do? Well, we're in the midst of it. Um, You know, when we were at Coral Tree, uh, we started in 2018, the end of 2018, we started with roughly uh, 1,500 employees, and now we're pushing 8,000-plus employees. Uh, so we've certainly seen growth in five years. And scale, I think you're astute to ask that question. Um, it's harder as you get bigger because you become the need for efficiency and standard practices uh, because you can move yeah, things yeah, faster. Yeah. So we're trying to you know, swim against the current to that philosophically that says, even though we can continue to grow, the way we grew was being customized and having this culture, if we lose that, we're going to grow in a different way. Maybe we'll still grow or maybe we won't, but it'll be different. So we're working really hard on that. A lot of part in our business is building an infrastructure to make sure that we can provide resources to our property. And we made big commitments there. How do you, I mean, I can see where each property could have its own operating feel, style and so forth. But the temptation seems like it's always as a company gets bigger to control from the headquarters, you know, and to start teasing out some of that individuality of those properties. Like, do you feel that pull? Um, I think I'm pretty fortunate not to feel it, but I fear it, (laughs) you know, uh, um, and, and that probably inspires me to stay current. You know, we have a lot of tools in place, Dave, that are to try to assess that. You know, we just finished a, a huge employee engagement survey for our entire workforce. I uh, had uh, 85% participation amongst those thousands of mm. employees that I just talked about. Yeah. And we learned a lot from that. Some good things um, that we're proud of and some things that are great opportunities. What did you, you learn that you're proud of? What did you learn that's a great opportunity? I'm proud of the fact that uh, at a high percentage, I think from memory, like in the high 80s, 87, 88%, of our non-exempt employees, meaning hourly, hourly, um, like who they work for and believe in the leadership of their company. Wow, that's astou- that's astoundingly high. It is astounding. And yeah, that's yeah. why I call it out. It, I'm pretty darn proud of that. And I think at what we could do better, um, unfortunately, is communication. Huh. Is as we grow, to yeah, your point yeah, of scale, yeah. you know, we've been very intimate. You know, like by way of example, um, during pandemic for two and a half years, we did a daily call with portfolio leaders around the country, a phone call and a virtual call every wow. morning. Wow. And it kept us together. A little hard to do that now. So we don't do it as often. Well, it gets old too. It gets a little old and stale. And at that time, yeah. it was um, to be relevant, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Now, we got to work hard at that. So the team members who saw that say, well, gosh, where's this personal connection? Mm. I haven't talked to someone um, in Denver in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I used to talk to you every day. Huh. So we're listening to that. Yeah. I hate hearing it. 
because it's not an easy answer. And the, you know, I couldn't turn around and say, okay, we'll do that. I've got to find a solution that can give the, uh, the team member what they need and at the same time, make it practical for yeah, us. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I was curious too, because I read your bio and it, it's clear that, I mean, you've got a photo of yourself with your family, uh, which is on the website, which is a little unusual. But <laughs> do you think, do you think there's a, like, what do you think is the biggest difference between the culture that you've established at work at Coral Tree and the culture you want to establish in your family? Uh, man, great question. Um, at the family level, um, there's real love, right? Um, the love is um, unconditional love. In the workforce, it's not unconditional love. Uh, there's standards of performance. Uh, there's expectations. At home, if one of my children did something wrong, we'd go through whatever that process was, but at the end of the day, I still love them. That is not truthfully all the ca- all, always the case here. We're our, our meaningful relationships are based upon people here who work hard, deliver the culture, and, and perform at that level. It's not always the case here, but there's overlap for sure. You know, some of the expected foundational words, you know, the integrity, um, the care, you know, how I care for my grandchildren or my daughter or son today um, is the same way I care about people here. It's just in the absence of that real biological love. Sure. And I think that's a candid and reasonable answer, right? I mean, we, we all love our families differently than, than we love anyone else. So, yeah. Now, keeping focused on the theme of Proco 360, which is world-class entrepreneurs who choose Colorado, you know, Coral Tree's based here. Why is that? How does that work for you? Yeah, so this um, ownership of Coral Tree, uh, the Lowe family, uh, we started here. We started 51 years ago in Aspen. Uh, our family, the family office, built the Gant Hotel um, and has never lost touch with the meaningfulness of what it meant to be in the mountain regions here. So today, if you look at our portfolio on the website, you'll see we're Lots in Vail. Of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're in Snowmass. Uh, Telluride. Telluride. Mm-hmm. And so it's a market that has a lot of ski destinations, a lot of customized experiences, less brands in those market and more customized. So we love it for that reason too. Um, candidly, the, the um, centralization that Denver and DIA offers for people like us who travel 50% of our days or weeks, if you will, um, it's very convenient for that. And then at the core, um, it's the quality of the people. You know, I, I, I would not have moved here irrespective of the job if I didn't think that my family could be happy here. And uh, I don't think my family's leaving. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's something, you know, and we wanted to live where our kids would want to live when they grew up. And thankfully, one's come home. The other one wants to come home, uh, but he's, he's serving in the Air Force now. So uh, congrats. Thank you. When we look forward to when he, uh, when he will be back in Colorado. Uh, now, last question has to do, and you just mentioned travel. I want to talk a little bit about, for the last last wrap-up, is one of your values is that travel is good for the soul. It's a company value. It's also something you care about. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, the genesis of that, um, it was um, winter 2018, and I brought in about 25 people from around the um, our hotels and resorts, from directors of housekeeping to finance to general managers, and they came to my home in Park Hill and sat in my living room for a day and a half in strategy sessions and said, look, who is it we want to be? Um, I can tell you who I think we should be, but again, to our culture, 
that people have to buy in and feel like they can contribute to who we're going to be. And then they, they're all in going forward. So we ended up telling travel stories. We'd mm. go around and say, what do you remember about, you know, being the children and what's memorable? And we found a common theme. The common theme in my life was um, I didn't come from a great family of means. Um, we traveled in the proverbial, uh, you know, station wagon that had the seats in the back facing outward. Cars that you know didn't have seat belts no at seat, the time. No, you could lay Mom and, and play dad games were puffing and, yeah. cigarettes in the front. <laughs> and um, I'm telling that story now, 50 years later, because as a child, some of my best memories were spending the time um, together with my sisters and brothers, my mom yeah. and dad in that travel. And when we heard the stories of our team, we said, "Look, that's what it is. We're creating destinations where people travel to that just can fill them up." Yeah. Fill them up with joy and memories yeah. or whatever they wanted it to be. Yeah. So we really just stuck huh. to it. I'm reading a book right now called Experiential Billionaire. And the concept is that, you know, most of us through our lives are trying to accumulate assets or wealth or whatever, when really what brings us most joy is experiences. And I started to create a list just for fun. And I got, I'm still working out, but I like 32 of things that were like, jolts of my life. And almost all of them were travel related. I, I love that. There's this old story. There's, it's real um, truth data. I won't get it completely correct, but in that notion of there's a fire in your home and you've got 15 seconds to get what you want, nine out of 10 people found photos. And what were the photos of? They weren't portraits. Hmm. It was where they went and who they were with. They didn't take their prized possessions of materiality they took the things that created long-lasting memories. And to me, that's the business that we're in. You know, we're here to create memories for people, and hopefully we do it well. Yeah. They want to keep coming back, and they keep telling people about it. Cool. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. So let's do that. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Tom Lurson, president of Coral Tree Hospitality. It was fun. Thanks. Was so much fun. I hope to do it again. Thank you for taking the time and inviting me in. Ah, it's been a pleasure. Listeners, glad you're here on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you haven't yet, it's a huge help if you submit a review in your app. Thanks again to show sponsors via Technologies, Kinsley Meetings, and Colorado Biz Magazine. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. <laughs>